Hello, this is the New to Knitting Podcast, and I'm your host, Kaylee, and I'm here with my co-host, her husband, Brian. Today, we're going to have a great day. We're having a special guest, Sarah Hollinsworth, and we're going to talk all things yarn and fibers. And I'm super pumped because as a new knitter, this is where I get so lost. Mm, About yarn? Yeah. Well, what's the difference? I mean, every type of yarn is is synthetic according to me in the last what 40 you know what's funny about that is you say synthetic and i never quite correct you in the right way Mm -hmm. it's acrylic acrylic (laughs) the term like when you look at the label and it's it's 100 percent acrylic well in my defense i probably would still get it wrong so yeah i mean that's the point of it is will you remember this nope no who knows and look probably not all of you people out there in, in our fan world, which they, we know you're legion because you are many, uh, all of you people out there are probably thinking to yourselves, this guy's pretending to be this dumb. And the answer is no. I have to walk every day with this brain on my shoulders, and it's hard. And what's so great about this is this is not the only time that I'm talking to you about knitting. Like, mm-hmm. I do it so much, and I really do talk about it a lot, mm-hmm. and he still mm-hmm. listens uh, so I, few. No, no, no. You're equating how much I'm listening with how much I can retain, because it's the problem isn't that I'm not listening to you. I'm always listening to you. It's my retention so. that is very poor. I don't think so. Well, either way, either way, it's not getting in my brain, so sorry. Exactly. But that's what I think kind of works. It's all oh, right. Oh, yeah. My dumbness is your entertainment. You don't make it into the podcast and where it's okay, but if it was just in our marriage where you just never listened to me, that would not be okay. I, again, it's the retention, <laughs> not the listening. I do listen to you. One day you said, hey, Brian, we should start a podcast, and look where we are today. You, no, you said. Yeah, maybe I did say that. Oh, well, I should listen to myself more then. All right, let's let's get to our new friend, Sarah. New friend. Sarah Hollinsworth of Yarn Geek Fibers is here. She's an expert fiber and yarn dyer, creating vibrant colors that are hard to find anywhere else. Sarah's studio is based in Iowa, but she travels all over the Midwest to different fairs and shows to sell her yarns in person. You can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and Ravelry at Yarn Geek Fibers, and of course, Buy and see your yarn selection at her website, yarngeekfibers.com. Sarah, welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hi. So how did you get started dyeing? Well, let's start at the very beginning. Um, My mother is a crafter. She's a crocheter and a seamstress. So growing up, it was always around, and I was always balling her yarn up on her little... um, center pole ball winder she just tile the ends of everything together and keep me busy for a long time so the whole textile thing started back then and when I was in high school I decided to pick it up and start crocheting for real for myself and uh, crocheted a gigantic blanket it was like seven foot long it hangs down on either side of a queen bed like a bedspread and from then it just kind of picked up and just kept on going uh when I was about ready to get married, I decided to learn how to knit right then because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't enough else going on. Right. 
and, and, and then I got frustrated. And I just, I just put it away in a corner for a year or so. I don't know. It just didn't click. And one day I got it back out again and I couldn't understand why I couldn't get it. So I guess it just needed that processing time. So I'm like 26 years old now. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can knit kind of. Um, <laughs> and then when we moved up, when I got married and moved up to Iowa, I met a lady that she just kind of offhandedly one day said, Oh, and I spin my own yarn. I'm like, Oh, you're my new best friend. <laughs> Because I, I was always fascinated with the whole spinning in fairy tales, and I had very long hair. I was always twisting my hair and, you know, twisting bits of yarn together. And, you know, so it fascinated me. She took me to my first fiber festival, and a year later, I had like 100 pounds of wool in my basement. Wow. She is forever known as that woman by my husband. Yeah. So I bet he doesn't say it like that, though. He probably says it's like... That woman. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Started the habit. Yeah. I wish I had someone to blame for Kaylee, but uh, I got no one to blame for her. This was all uh, self-administered. Yeah, basically the business started with um, a talk between me and uh, Bob, my husband. He's also known as Mr. Yarn Geek in some circles. Anyway, he said, uh, you have to either stop doing this or you need to start selling it one of the two so i said oh yeah <laughs> and then he had to start coming with me to all the shows to help me set up the booth so it kind of backfired on him <laughs> <laughs> i think that's like the crafters conundrum it's like you get to a yeah. point where you either have to quit or make it a job because it's so much of your time and so much energy and so much of your passion that it's like you either need to do this or you need to stop doing it, but you can't do this middle ground. Yeah, and I found it to be so relaxing. Um, I was driving a school bus, and right about that time, I quit driving the school bus. So I'm like, well, now I have all this extra time. Perhaps I should be funneling into something else. So it just kind of made that transition, and it's kind of been going slowly. You set out your five-year plan, and if you meet that, then you can go for a 10-year plan. So we're in year six. Nice. So, oh, oh, yay! Very yeah, cool. yeah. I'm feeling very adult about it recently. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, what do they call it? The six-year slump? No, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no slumping. Cool. So, from that woman, is that where you learned how to dye yarn, or did you it's just that woman? Actually, that woman. Yes, <laughs> that woman. I did actually. Um, it was an afternoon. We went over to her house, and she showed me how to dye yarn in the crock pot. And we did some in the oven. We did some on the top of the stove. And we also did some what they call space, is it space dyeing, where you use the heat of the sun to set the dyes. Mm. You need a black plastic, like a black trash bag to kind of get everything all nice and warm. Well... Her son, uh, her yard had a lot of sunny spots, but because the sun was moving around, our bag kept getting into the shade. So she's like, I have this sled. We'll just put this <laughs> black trash bag on this long, oblong sled and we'll drag it around the yard to follow the sun. Sounds great, right? Yeah. Other than I get back to the kitchen, I look out and it looks like there's a dead body on our lawn. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's disconcerting. <laughs> Everybody bought all that yarn, though, so 
Well, there you go. Yeah, after they buy it, then I say, hey, you know, this is like the dead body yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might find a niche group that likes the macabre. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, nothing yeah. creepy about this or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Around Halloween time, just say, dead body yarn, half price. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <Woo-hoo. laughs> It'll be an arm and a leg. Oh. Oh, I know. It's so bad. <laughs> you just won the podcast award for best pun. Wait, I'm not sure if it's the best or worst pun. I think it's the same award, uh, so. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel pretty good about it either way. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in a name? Tell us about your uh, name. Yarn Geek. No, tell us about the geekiness. I don't know. We're, we're kind of part nerd, part geek. We were just having this debate before you came on. Like, what's the difference between a nerd and a geek? I'm not sure what I think. All I know is that. I definitely can tell you just about everything you would want to know about, you know, the minutia <laughs> of why you should choose this yarn over that yarn, perhaps for a certain project. But then again, we do have the whole, I mean, we're really into like pop culture and Doctor Who and, mm-hmm. you know, we have comic books in strewn about our living room. They, they were nailed like a border around the top of the room that kept falling. <laughs> nice. See now you're now you're speaking my language because I am I'm no way a nerd because I'm not smart mm-hmm. enough to be a nerd. But my conjecture was that I am a geek because I'm into like all the pop culture stuff and I actually make a comic book and you know all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I'm definitely on the geek side too. So I was I wanted to, I really was just checking your geek credit. Sounds like you're uh, sounds like you passed the test. I feel like all yeah. knitters are geeks, though. Like, all knitters are into something fun like that. I had to say, yeah, the greater majority, yes. It's like I have comic books and cartoons just hanging around my, you know, things that just make me happy. They make me happy. Right. Perfect. Perfect. You know, I never really did feel quite smart enough to be a nerd, but I know that you <laughs> accumulate knowledge, so eventually... <laughs> You can nerd out about something. Yeah, yeah, you start geek and end nerd or something like that. And maybe my something is yarn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. There you go. Well, we think you're pretty smart about yarn, so. <laughs> Aw, thank you. All right, let's take a quick break, um, and then we'll we'll get back with Sarah. The New Denning Podcast is brought to you by. Who? Who's it brought to you by? I I don't know. Nobody? Oh, we don't have any advertisers yet. This spot could be for you. Do you have a business that a new knitter needs to hear about? Is it something we could all benefit and learn from? Contact us on our website, newtoknittingpodcast.com, and let us know if you are interested in getting the word out to the fiber crafters everywhere about your business. All right, we're back. Now for more of my questions with Sarah... As a new knitter, I feel like I always choose the wrong fiber content for the project I'm making. So like for an example, um, I recently made a big cowl scarf and I was test knitting it um, for this woman who was on the podcast last time, Amanda. And she said, oh, you know, here's the yarn that I used. And uh, she used, you know, an all wool like chunky yarn. And mm-hmm. so I went to try and find a substitute because I couldn't get the same kind. And I substituted with an acrylic alpaca blend. And hers is um 
it just laid so much nicer and just had a better drape. And mine's really like stiff and like, cause it's a big cowl. So it just, mm-hmm. you know, like comes up to my nose almost and just very stiff and heavy. And even though the yarn looked really similar, you know, when you just compared it, but because of the fiber content, it acts so different. And so that's where like my big struggle is as a knitter. So what, like, are there certain tried and true, you know, yarn fibers that you would use for certain projects? Like always use something for socks or always use something for kids wear or baby wear. What do you think? Well, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to, if I don't myself know at first, a good tip for somebody who's new is if you go on Ravelry, when you go to the pattern page, mm-hmm. you click on the pattern tab, you go down the side and you can actually select that you're looking for patterns that are um, for wool specifically or acrylic specifically or alpaca specifically. And it will give you the patterns that have been written for that type of fiber Mm. because when you go in um if you take an alpaca yarn and you take like significantly alpaca and you take a wool yarn one that is predominantly wool and you compare them together the alpaca is not going to stretch and the wool will have some bounce to it as a general rule so it just kind of depends upon what you're making. Like as far as content goes, a lot of times if you're going to make socks for somebody, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that for wearability and durability, it needs to have a bit of nylon content. You can make socks without a nylon content. I mean, just something as much as like 10 or 15% will make a big difference. If you do go ahead and make socks with something that has zero nylon content, you can do that but you're going to have to keep up on the darning of them if you want them to last. Oh yeah. So you just kind of go into it knowing these are going to be kind of high maintenance or you just automatically, if you make socks for somebody like my husband who has hungry toes, you might want to just go ahead and reinforce the toe part. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, my job <laughs> is to ask if I hear a term that I don't understand and uh-huh. uh, hungry toes is that? <laughs> what does uh, that mean? Is that a technical term or I've heard of hungry uh, eyes? It's not technical. But... It's technical around here, okay. but um, yeah, it, his toenails just kind of eat right through the ends of his socks. You know, they just nom 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 nom, and there's a hole. You know, it's it's just happens. Okay, all right, hungry yeah. toes. All right, I'm gonna add that to the dictionary list. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it may not be in everybody's lexicon, but you know, around here, it's a thing. so yeah that's all really important things that i do not know and yeah like hungry toes but i just like how would a new knitter find this out you know just is ravelry the best way or you know are there any other good resources to figure that out i learned a lot from ravelry Mm -hmm. but also your local library can be a good resource um, depending on how well they are stocked with books and mm-hmm. uh, the knitting genre. Also, YouTube. Ooh, I go yeah. to YouTube an awful lot. Uh, sometimes I will be looking at a pattern that has an unfamiliar term for me, and I will take and put that in the Google 
have it do its little voodoo thing and it will bring it up as a general rule. And sometimes I can get a video of that and see. And sometimes in those videos, you will glean little tips. And you can kind of tell which ones have the most upvotes or whatever it is on on YouTube. You know, days. And uh, you can kind of see which ones talk to you and which ones have helped the most people. And that helps if you're more of a visual rather than, you know, you just read it and do it. Yeah. So I tend to be more of a visual type person at to visualize it. So that does help me an awful lot. But generally, I would just say that if you see that you have wear on an item of clothing, like say you have a commercial sweater that you wear a lot and you notice that you get pilling underneath the arms, you know, just kind of take note of that and say, okay, if I have pilling underneath the arms, perhaps... I need to think about, you know, how tightly I'm going to knit such and such a garment or what the content is. Maybe I should have a little nylon in this or maybe have a little bit of silk in there because silk is a strong fiber. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should, you know, go into if you if you have your pattern, go into Ravelry and go look at other people's notes about what they have done with that pattern and see what they've said. So what was that part where you said, you know, if the pilling is under the arm, arm, Uh, it should be like tighter or looser? What is that? What would that make a difference on pilling? Okay. um, When you look at a yarn, you'll notice that it will either be a tight twist or it will be a more relaxed twist when you look at it. Generally, the more relaxed twist, if you were to hold, if if you were to hold a pencil upright, that the twist would be going, you know, at a more um, the angle of the twist would be more like horizontal than vertical. Yeah, more horizontal than up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tighter yarn um, will generally be well, what exactly would I say? If you look at a yarn that is loose. If you try to untwist it, it won't take very many times to untwist it, and it will be all all falling apart. All the strands will be falling apart. Mm-hmm. If you have a tighter yarn, you're going to have to untwist it more before those strands fall apart. And the, the tighter the strands are twisted together, the less they rub on each other when you wear your garment. So there's less wear on each individual ply. There's less of each individual ply exposed to the outside of the yarn at any one time. If you think about... Yeah, (laughs) no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So the more that it's likely to kind of stick out, the more it's going to pill. Yeah, and if you hold up a yarn and you look along it, like you hold it up to the light, mm-hmm. if you see that it's a fuzzy yarn, mm-hmm. you're more likely to get pills. So if you have a sweater and your arms are rubbing on your sides and you have a fuzzy yarn, you're more likely to catch all those little bits of fuzz and they will break off and cause the little the pilling on the surface of the sweater. Yeah. You that know, makes if- so much sense. Actually, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and if you look at it at a yarn and, and it's, it's smooth, then you are less likely. I'm not going to say never, but right. you're less likely to have wear and tear so quickly. It still will most likely happen because as you rub your arms up and down and do your daily stuff, you will get some abrasion, but it's not going to happen as quickly or as often as a fuzzier yarn. And yarn may not actually look fuzzy until you look at it in a light, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
It's just kind of looking at it closer and making a more informed decision about what you would use on a high abrasion situation. Like gloves or high abrasion, you know, the underarms of sweaters, you know, if you were going to knit yourself a pair of shorts, probably not fuzzy. (laughs) That's funny. That actually makes so much more sense because I, you know, I definitely had half pilling on sweaters and never quite knew what what was doing what but when I look back at sweaters that I have like some are tighter some have that fuzz and I totally get it so that makes so much sense and I love that tip so this is great lots of good tips um but we're gonna come back and have another episode with Sarah uh next week and talk a little bit more about yarn I just want to thank Sarah Hollinsworth again for coming on and talking to us about her fiber and yarns and she was really generous into giving us all a promo code so you can go on her website now which is yarngeekfibers.com and actually get 15% off by using the promo code new2knitting15 and I thought that was really cool of her and I actually just bought some myself so I'm pretty pumped about it I'm sure we'll be talking more about it in the future. Thanks again for listening to the new Two Knitting Podcast. You can always find us on Facebook and Instagram at New to Knitting Podcast. And then check out our show notes where we'll have all the links up on our website at newtoknittingpodcast.com. See you later.